Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. We'll start off with show notes today as usual. Our Evening with Medium events is a two-hour channeling event that we normally do for the public here in North Bay, Ontario, Canada. That is not happening this year, as far as we can tell. Um, we will keep you updated if things change. Mm. We've got lots of inquiries, and we very much appreciate that from everyone who's been enthusiastic about the events. Um, but right now, it's just not deemed safe. So in the interest of loving and taking care of all of you as well as ourselves, it's not happening. Kelly and I have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. Those are 10 to 15 minute shows on emotional and intuitive intelligence. Kelly and I put together a toolkit for you and deliver it every single month, the very first week, Monday to Friday. The very first show is available at the website by sarlo.com and on YouTube. The remaining four shows in every single series is available at patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Yes, this is a paid membership. It's a monthly membership if you're interested. It's got a whack of other tools in there, not just sips of sanity. You can vote on topics that you want to hear on Coffee with the Sarlos, which is wonderful. That helps us out. You have early access to Coffee with the Sarlos as well. Those come out on Thursdays for patrons. Um, we also have ha habit trackers, reflective questions. Uh, we have guided journeying as well as um, discussions about that so people can get the most out of those journeys as you open up your intuition. And then we also have a brand new Emotionally Intelligent Book Club. That's been a real big success so far for the month of January. Thank you to all those involved. And in our top tier on Patreon, we have a free draw. It's a half hour session with either Karen or myself, and that happens every single month. So we just kind of go back and forth um, offering those free sessions to our top tier patrons. We do private practices as well, individually. Kelly and I see clients from people all over the world. You can reach us by Skype, FaceTime, telephone, Zoom, and WhatsApp. Oh, I think I said Zoom. Zoom. <laughs> Zoom and WhatsApp. Um, the most commonly asked question is, will your session be as accurate as for those people who see us in person? And the answer is yes. Where you are located doesn't matter to the spirit guides and to Kelly and I. Our relationship with them is what makes your session accurate. Good. And last but not least, we have gift certificates available. So if you are interested in purchasing one of those for anyone anywhere in the world, as Karen mentioned, you are welcome to do that. We do e-transfers and credit card payments, and we can do a PDF format for that gift certificate. Email that off to you so that you can gift it to your special someone. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're going to jump into today's show. We are. What are we doing? Um, this. Well, first of all, the person who called in is female. So what would you like to name her? Ella. Okay. Ella called in and we were doing something like Zoom, FaceTime, Skype, because we could see each other mm -hmm. over technology. And she was sitting in her car and it was winter. So wherever she is in the world, it's cold. Okay. But I don't remember where or anything like that. And at the very beginning of her session, after we went through con the consent process together, um, oh, by the way, she booked a half hour session. And so she started by saying, I think I'm going to go medium and I just want you, how did she word it? What's going on? And I said, medium and what's going on? And she goes, yeah, that's it. Go. 
And so I said, okay, I wasn't sure what she meant by what's going on. First of all, just for <laughs> listeners, whether you've come or you're thinking about coming for a session or attending, this is not a great way to start your session. <laughs> if you have a half an hour, which is then eaten up by a 10-minute consent process, to say medium, what's going on, you're really risking being not happy with your session. It is a risk. So she she just started that way, and, and that's how she worded it. And I said to the spirit guides, oh, my God, help. And the guide said to me, she is looking for medium, and she's wanting her dad in particular. I said, okay, anybody else there? And they said, yes, two grandfathers. And I said, tell me something about them. And they said, all three are biological. And I'm like, okay, I'll take that because not everybody is going to get a dad and two biological, three, all biological. There's all kinds of variations in today's families, right? Mm -hmm. So I asked her if she was looking for her dad and she said, yes. And I said, I have two grandfathers. All three men are saying that they're biological. And she goes, yeah. And she goes, so what's going on? And I said to the gentleman, who's going to talk? What do you guys want to talk about? I don't know what she means by what's going on, but there's obviously an issue. What's the issue? So they said, well, first of all, we want her to know that we're here because we love her and because we're here to support her. And I don't know why, but at first I thought, well, of course. Huh. Is that an affirmation? Like, what, what do you mean? And they were like, no, no. You need to say what we're telling you. You just say what we say. Don't don't get ahead of us. And I thought, okay. So I told her that, and she didn't respond. She just sat in the car in the driver's seat like, uh-huh, pretty stoic and unemotional. And then her dad said, um, Karen, she's more upset than she's letting on. She's devastated, but you'd never know it by the look of her. And I said, okay, tell me why. And is this what she means by what's going on? And he said, we're going to fill you in. Listen and look. So what I get is that her mother lives with her and that she's actually sitting in a vehicle outside of her home, not her mother's home, her home. So Ella has her mother living with her in her house. So I remote view that and I said, Ella, are you sitting? I can see you're sitting in your in a car. I said, but first of all, I'm being told it is your car, not someone else's. She goes, yeah. And I said, and you're sitting outside your house. And she goes, yeah. But kind of like, well, of course. Not like out of all the places on the planet she could be, she's just assuming because she knows that it's normal. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. We've had people Skype, uh, telephone, Zoom, FaceTime from our driveway because yeah, they wanted to get away from their home. Oh, yeah. People do it in, their, in the driveway at, 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 outside their offices. Tim Hortons. Yeah, they go to a Tim Hortons. They try, like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm just, I'm just pointing out these things because this was the atmosphere. So I said, you're sitting outside your own house. And she goes, Yeah. And I said, and your mother's in that house. And she goes, yeah. And then I can see that there are other people in that house. And it's like, it's COVID. Mm -hmm. Why are there other people in that house? 
that doesn't make sense unless, do they live there? And I hear no. And I'm thinking, we're in a lockdown. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense to me. And the guide said, no, no, they're there because her mother needs medical care. Oh, now that makes a whole lot of other sense. And then her dad says to me, her mother, um, oh, what was the diagnosis? Her mother has Alzheimer's. That's why she moved her mother in. Okay. So then I check with Alan and I ask her that. And she goes, yeah. First little yeah. shift. And I said, um, what else? What's going on? Is it just, is it the, no, I shouldn't say just, pardon me. Alzheimer's is huge. Is it the Alzheimer's that she's talking about with what's going on? No. And I said, well, what do you mean? And then they show me that her mother, they show me the brain. And I see in the brain where there's a stroke. And I said, oh, her mom's had a stroke on top of dementia, on top of the Alzheimer's. Yes. Oh, holy shit. So then I said, Ella, I said, your mom's had a stroke. And she goes, yes. And, and, and she goes, hmm. Just like this. So we waited. We paused for a minute because I'm thinking that is a lot. Mm-hmm. And her dad goes, yeah, it gets worse. And he says, she's, um, she's just been diagnosed with cancer. Ella or her mother? Her mother. Oh. So I said, Ella, I said, your mom has dementia, or Alzheimer's. She's had a stroke. And now you've just discovered on top of all of that, on top of COVID, that she has cancer. And I said, and the, your dad is also saying that this is inoperable, not treatable. And then it's just like, she couldn't say the words is what I understood. Mm-hmm. What I understood in her silence wasn't a prove you can do what you do. Mm-hmm. It was, you need to speak for me. I cannot speak. I don't know that I can bear it, let alone speak the words. So her dad says she's sitting in the car. She's outside because she has just made the decision that she's her mom's palliative. They have just asked Ella to make the decision as the power of attorney whether they're going to fight the cancer or they're going to term it palliative and treat it that way. Or are they going to be aggressive and fight and put her mother through procedures, Mm -hmm. treatments, care? And I want to be careful because I don't, I haven't been through that to that degree. So I have to be careful that I'm using the right terms so that I'm not being disrespectful of the people or all of the things that her mom could go through. Right. And I said to her, Dan, is this what she means? What's going on? And he said, yeah, she wanted you to say what's going on. She needed to hear it. She needed for somebody else to say it. And I said, do you mean that it's like this fresh? Like, like, has this been going on for a month? Is this fresh like a week, a year? He goes, no, she just made the decision and walked out into the car and sat down. And I said, well, she had booked the appointment with me a couple of days ago. And her dad said, yes, but she did not know that today before your session, 
she was going to get the results that her mom's cancer is inoperable and untreatable. So she's sitting here in the car and she's saying, what's going on? And what she wants to have affirmed is that, yes, all of this is going on in my life. It's for real. Hmm. And she wants to know what's going on on the other side. So he said, I brought in the two grandpas. I've got some people here for her so that she knows that we know. That we know. She wants you to say it because she wants to know under medium that we are aware what her mom is going through. We know that she's beginning her transition to crossover. and This is not going to take long. Hmm. And we want her to know so that she doesn't think, I can't sleep at night, I need to stay awake. I need to be awake so she doesn't die alone. We want her to know that no matter where she is, if it's a bathroom break, a shower, going to the grocery store, it doesn't matter. We want her to know that no matter what, mom's not alone. I, I'm with her. It's dad. And her dad's here. And my dad's here. We're here, no matter where Ella is. And Ella needs to know that she has to get other things done but we need her to know what's going on on our side. So we're preparing for her. We know she's coming through. And he says to me, Red Rover, Red Rover, we call mom over. It's time. So I told, I told Ella that. I said, do you remember Red Rover, Red Rover? Would you be my age? And she goes, of course I am. She goes, of course I remember Red Rover, Red Rover. And I said, that's how your dad's describing it, that they are happy and anxious and excited for your mom to cross over. They know that you're grieving. They know that you're going through the worst things in your life right now. But they want you to know that what's going on on the other side is like they're preparing a party. Hmm. They want you to know that what's going on over on the other side is we are aware, we know, we are planning, we love this, we're excited, we're happy. But we also understand what you're going through, so we're compassionate. We have empathy. We're sorry that you're sad, but we've, we've got your mom. And then she, she, she had a cry at that point, and we were quiet together. And I listened to her dad and her grandpas. Her grandfathers tell me that there are siblings in the family, and I mean for Ella. So Ella has more siblings and that she has brothers and sisters. I think there were six in the family. I, I don't know. I can't remember the exact numbers. I didn't write that down, but I know that there were both. And the grandfathers were explaining that when Ella made the decision to take mom into her home and care for her, was just at the very, like before she's diagnosed with the dementia and before the stroke, so her mom's still fairly healthy, but they're starting to suspect things are not quite right. So there isn't a full diagnosis here. And, but she wants to spend time with her mom, and she makes the choice that she's doing this because she wants to do this. And so she says to her brothers and sisters, this is my choice. I've asked mom. I have a home. I live alone. I'd like, I can afford for mom to come. I can afford for the care that she's going to need down the road, and I'd like to do this. 
And some of her brother, no, I think it was all of her brothers and sisters. I can't remember at the very beginning. It goes sour quickly though. Um, wanted her mom, their mom to go into care. And she was like, she's not even diagnosed with anything. Why would you want her to go into like a nursing home right away? Well, they didn't really need for it to be a nursing home. They wanted it to be a retirement home. They wanted her to be around other people that were her age and to socialize. And I'm not saying they didn't have some good ideas, but Ella said to them, well, I'd still prefer mom to live with me, but I don't mind making arrangements arrangements for mom to go to a retirement facility to socialize every day. If she wants to do a day program, I could have her picked up by a, like a bus service or I could have her cab there and back. She said, I can make all those arrangements if mom wants stuff like that, or if you think that's important. She was willing to be flexible without being a people pleaser. But her brothers and sisters didn't see it that way. They just saw it as we want it. And we want to see that you comply. Hmm. It was a control over, not what's best for mom or that Ella can handle this and that she actually can give different choices and solutions and work around things. And she could be collaborative. Her brothers and sisters were, no, we're not collaborative. We want control over. And Ella just puts her foot down and says, no, I don't mind being a collaborative person. But if you're going to be unreasonable people, too bad. Nice. Now I'm putting my foot down and I'm going to keep mom. And mom is still cognizant enough that she can make these choices. And when she's not, and as things change, then I'll check in with you and we can discuss this. But Ella learns over time that she can't really do that because her siblings don't change to say, we're going to collaborate we see that you can put your foot down. They just see it as, oh, you're just as stubborn as us and you've always thought you're better than us. And now you're just like us. So we're all, we're just getting into this to fight. We want mom to be in a home where professionals can take care of her. And we believe they can give her better care than you. And so Ella over time loses touch with her siblings because she decides I'm not doing that. But as her mom's needs change, Ella actually calls in resources and has home care come in. She has her mom go out. She does the socializing for her mom and has her moved back and forth. Then eventually, as her mom can't do that, she makes arrangements for some friends to come to the house. She even pays for them to be picked up by mm-hmm. a, a, like a cab service to come and visit. Like she takes really good care of her mom. But the siblings send emails and texts that are very combative and very critical and condescending, demanding, and very one-sided. And so eventually over time, Ella just sets more and more boundaries until she just doesn't respond and just decides she's just done with it. And so that is another what's going on question. And her grandfathers and dad come in and say, well, what's going on with the brothers and sisters is that that's just a whole lot of bullying and that's a whole lot of narcissism. And Ella is learning the lessons of not people-pleasing. She's learning the lessons in this lifetime of being able to be healthy and that when you're healthy, the unhealthy people like to get together and pick on you. 
And Ella has to learn to set those boundaries so that she can be healthy for herself and healthy for her mother. And we support what Ella has done. We give her a 100%. So what's going on within the family is that they're bullies mm. and that they don't actually have empathy for their mother. Her mo mom went to the right child. Mm. Mom is being taken care of by the right child in this family. So what's going on in Ella's family with her mother is healthiness. And there's another thing that Ella wants to know what's going on in her own home. Am I making the right decisions for my mother? Mm -hmm. And so dad and the two grandfathers come through and say, in Ella's home, Ella is healthy and she's supported by healthy friends. She has healthy people in her life that will back up what we're saying. She just needs to hear it from us. Nice. So I end up, like I ended up loving her question, even though at the beginning I was like, what's going on? What do you mean? <laughs> when I had my moment of, huh? <laughs> Freeze? I ended up seeing how she picked that question because, and, and she was so broad because she was trying to see if I could answer it in any regard. And she says to me at the end, I would have taken any answer. Mm. I would have taken what's going on just with my brothers and sisters would have given me peace. I would have taken what's going on just within my own house and am I doing the right thing by mom? I, would have, I, I wasn't even expecting you to tell me what's going on in the spirit world. She says, oh, I wasn't expecting to hear that from my grandparents and my dad. She goes, this blew me out of the water. She says that I'm getting the answer to what's going on in so many different areas of my life and that I need them in all. Hmm. Yeah. I thought that was really, really cool. And then I smelt cigarette smoke. And, oh, I freaking hate when the guides do that to me. And I said, who's the smoker? This is an affirmation. Who's the smoker? And I hear the dad say, mom's a smoker. So I said, Ella, your mom's a smoker. And she goes, yeah. And then I hear Ella's a smoker. And I went, oh, you're a smoker. And she goes, I am. And dad says to me, I was a smoker. And grandparents, the two granddads go, we were not smokers. So I listed all of that and I went through who smoked, who didn't smoke. And she goes, you got all that right. And she goes, why did you bring that up though? That's got nothing to do with anything. And I said, no, it does. It was a validation for you. They were trying to say, here's all of your, here are all these messages around what's going on. Maybe some of them you think are provable or make sense to you. Some of them aren't. They're, I, they're what I call soft messages. The cigarette smoke and the list of who does, who doesn't are your hard messages that are facts that you know. And she goes, oh, okay. She goes, okay, I understand that. I, I can appreciate that. And I said, Ella, your grandparents, your granddads in particular are saying that you have your mother's mom passed over and she only has one sister. So it's significant to hear that she's crossed over. And she goes, yes, that's great. My, my aunt has passed. And I said, well, she's here to tell you that you're taking beautiful care of her sister. And we're all here to say thank you. Hmm. That's great. Yeah. And that was the end of the session. Hmm. She, we ended the session with her crying and she couldn't talk to me. It's a good day. And that was it. And I was like, okay, honey, 
okay, Ella, you, you have a good day. I got to get going now to the next client. She was like, and she just cried. And that's how we ended our session together. Mm. Good for you. Yeah. Mm. And, and thank you, Kelly. And, and like, good for Ella. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, well, I, I say this, hopefully other people will understand. Um, when you make that decision to be power of attorney, that's a weight. That's a huge weight, whether you know what you're doing or, or you don't, whether the other person knows what you want to happen or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's big. So to have it affirmed that she's doing a good job, that's not a light message. Yeah. It, it, it didn't go into a will. It didn't go into other things. It was, she was just simply looking for, is all of this okay? Mm-hmm. And I, and I think like she said at the, uh, like as a result or during it at, at the very end, is it okay with mom? I think that was her biggest concern was wh- what I'm doing for mom. Is this okay? Because I'm cutting out all of my brothers and sisters and they don't have a nursing home to go to, to say, how's mom? Mm. And so they're going to turn it around in a court after mom dies and say, the five of us um, are angry with her because she wouldn't let us see our mother. And they're going to twist it and make it look like she isolated her mother when in fact she did not. I'm I'm sorry. If this is inappropriate, just let me know. Correct me if I'm wrong though. COVID hit and now no one's allowed to see her. So Ella is like safeguarded by a pandemic yeah. to actually take good care of her mother. That's oh man, yes. Nice. And, yeah. And and like I I add that as a psychic because I know what the guides could continue to say to her about don't worry about this down or, you know, don't worry about this down the road. COVID, you're going to have the reason of COVID that all of this happened. But in reality, her brothers and sisters created this. Mm-hmm. And they were going to create this, whether there was a COVID or not, mm-hmm. because what was more important to them in this lifetime was their way, their way, their bullying, and their little group of bullies. And I think it's good for people to hear this kind of story because there are groups of bullies in families. Mm-hmm. And then the one person who is healthy gets ganged up upon. And that one person really needs their friends, really needs their people, really needs the professionals to stand by them. Because they're, they're often feeling very isolated, even, if they've made, even when they've made the most beautiful, healthy, and loving decision possible for the person who actually needs the care. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Sorry, beautiful summary, not the beautiful point you just... Yeah. The, the point you just made sucks. <laughs> I understand what you're just saying. Um, but, but nice to wrap that up so people can understand. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Are we good for today? Yes. Nice and short. Okay. Punchy. <laughs> All right. If you guys have questions or comments, you can email us at info at If you have time today, we do welcome you to subscribe to our channel on YouTube so that we can have a further reach with these messages and stories. We appreciate that in advance. If you'd like to join us on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash for your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. Otherwise, we hope you have a beautiful weekend. We'll be out with a new show next Saturday.